Back in the fast lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network, Ben Cates covers high school sports, newsadvance.com, and once again with us here in the fast lane, Ben, over the Memorial Day holiday. Lots of inclement weather the last couple of days. How much has that wreaked havoc on your personal schedule, or has it made it a little bit easier to thin out the times of when you get to cover games? I think, thanks, Ed. Um, thanks for having me. I think um, it's been uh, a difficult stretch uh, to to report everything going on, but it's kind of helped the past couple of days um, where you have um, games that were scheduled for yesterday that are being played today. It kind of spreads everything out a little bit more. Um, we've got, I think, um, I was looking eight uh, teams in our coverage area that have already um, advanced to state tournaments. Um, a couple, we could have as many as 11, 12 teams legitimately by the time Friday rolls around um, in state tournaments. And, um, and then we've got state track coming up this weekend, so it's a busy time. A lot of those are expected type teams that make these runs regularly. Appomattox, baseball and softball. Soccer, EC Glass, JF historically have been there regularly. LCA Baseball, Glass Lacrosse all fall under that category. I love asking this, and I know it can vary, but who's the most pleasant surprise team? Or who who maybe a couple teams that stand out where you go, wow, they've made it this far. I knew they could be... A factor, but you're surprised they've even gotten to this point in a good way. You know, there are there are a couple that stand out that um, people may not immediately recognize. Um, William Campbell Baseball is one that got in um, in Class One. Um, that's the smallest class in the VHSL um, based off of school population. Um, just um, got in last night with a with a big win. The baseball team there did at William Campbell. Um, the, the softball team at Rustburg is back in um, without um, an elite pitcher this year, um, and that is, that is kind of refreshing to see um, a team get in the state state tournament without um, one of those one or two big time recruits. Um, those are those are two that really stand out to me at the moment. Those are cool, and it's awesome to see just because. In a lot of cases, the population size of those programs, and I know we've touched on this previously with you, Ben, but in terms of those particular communities out there, um, this time of year even brings a lot of that out for other communities that are used to making it to this particular juncture and point. Um, For the teams that have not made it that you've outlined, how have you seen them adapt to the moment, considering that a lot of these teams that make it have been there regularly and they know what they're doing, where do you rank a team like William Campbell Baseball, or how do you classify a team like that in terms of their ability to handle unchartered territory? It's difficult to say. You know, yeah, a lot of these kids, they don't, um, they're not used to um, being in that situation. You know, I remember when William Campbell won a baseball um, state title, um, but none of these kids um, remember that unless they were, you know, um, um, maybe in middle school, elementary school or something. Uh, they may recall it, but they don't have the experience um, of, of having actually been through it. Um, and so it's, it's refreshing for them. I think this is the time of year where um, you, you get in, if you're lucky enough to get in or you're talented enough to get in, and you're maybe in that position where you haven't been before, you kind of start to look around and say, why not us? Um, and even at the high school level, I mean, that can go a long way when you start to have resolve and realize that you're here for a reason. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's a, um, that's a, something that's always interesting about the spring when you have, um, teams 
getting in that you normally may not see, um, and it's it's refreshing um, for for for. Uh, fans of area sports as well. No, it is. I mean, it's really cool. Not that you root against other teams, but sometimes you get some fresh blood in there, so to speak, as far as teams that have made these type of runs. Um, The ones that have been expected to be there, who has looked every bit the part of a program that you thought would be here and they're matching your expectations? You know, three that stand out, if you've got the the time. Um, First of all, um, EC Glass, boys lacrosse, um, is back in the state uh, tournament. Um, they have just become a perennial power over the last 10 years or so um, and just keep flexing their muscles this time of year. Um, and that's one team. LCA Baseball tonight is playing for to, for a chance to get into the state uh, tournament in Class 3. Um, and once again, they're, they're a team that you expect to be there, undefeated. Um, I totally expect them to win tonight. Um, and and to be a real real tough out in class three, and then um, Amherst baseball in class four um, last night against DC Glass won two to one. Um, really got some good pitching from Dalton Wentz, a South Carolina commit, a junior, um, and both of those teams, LCA baseball and Amherst baseball, have really have the senior leadership that you want to carry you this time of year. It's really tough to win a state title with one, two good players. Um, it can be done, I suppose. It's really difficult, um, especially in baseball. Um, and what those two teams have is a ton of senior leadership, good junior classes as well. Um, and I look for those teams to keep rolling. Ben Cates 8, Twitter and newsadvance.com, how you can keep up with Ben Cates' work, who's with us here in the fast lane. You mentioned, Winston, what's going on with Amherst baseball and how difficult it can be if you only have one or two players. What difference, though, does it make when one of those players is an ace that has big-time Division One potential and talent? Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in, it can make the world a difference. In this case, um, uh, Dalton Wentz is just getting going. He's been really kept back this year by the coaching staff um, and and probably smartly so um, because the kid has a has a strong future ahead of him. I've been trying to limit his innings um, on the mound. I think um, going into the district, Seminole District meeting um, where they choose the all-district teams, he had 16 innings total on the mound this year and um, went in and, and was a second-team guy um, on, that, on that team. And we all know that he's a first-team talent, but that just goes to show you he didn't have the, the – um, the, the experience on the mound this year. Now you're going to see them start using him more often, and he's really going to be effective in the postseason. It's kind of cool to see that type of versatility, and obviously that's got to be a selling point going forward in other spots. Um, you mentioned EC Glass Lacrosse. They've been here before as well and have looked as dominant as most people would expect. How much does that get ratcheted up now that you're in states and all of a sudden you're starting to take on those schools, particularly from Northern Virginia, that glass is beaten before, but it takes a lot to get through? It takes a lot, yeah. One thing that, um, that Eddie Renosco, the coach there, has been really good about is um, getting this team, especially the past four or five years, um, getting the team really tough um, 
regular season games to play uh, against teams from Northern Virginia, uh, maybe um, teams from out of state like Pennsylvania, um, New York, places like that that will come down or, or you'll have a neutral site or something. Um, they've been really good at, at preparing these kids for the moment where they do have to face really tough, the best competition in Virginia. So you may see them play a team that they've um, already played in the regular season, or you may see them play a team that looks very similar to a team they may have played from out of state. Um, and that is just so beneficial this time of year um, because the kids know what to expect. They know what, what to do in tough situations, and it's all about execution at that point, whether or not it happens. Yeah, I mean, it is, and that's kind of where you go right now for a program of that particular caliber. And again, the volume element that goes into it. Is it reasonable to classify lacrosse closer to soccer in the sense of the volume element? Or is it even different? Because in soccer, you kind of spread it out. And if you get a lower scoring game, there's that element of variance. Whereas in lacrosse, you get a lot of shots. And inevitably, because of that, teams that have the greater depth of talent, there's an opportunity for the uh, the variance factor doesn't come into play nearly as much because there are more opportunities to score and more opportunities to stop scoring, and teams that have better talent ultimately have a greater chance to do that. Yeah, very um, very similar, though, uh, as you said. I mean, we see so many games this time of year just go down to the wire um, and, you know, um, separated by one, maybe two goals, or, or, or it'll be tied, um, you know, with like under a minute left or something um, in both of those sports, lacrosse and soccer. I was at JF Soccer last night, um, and the boys' team um, uh, got a state berth, um, beat Western Albemarle in overtime, uh, double OT actually, um, and um, that's what it took for them to get by two to one. And so this time of year, that's what it's all about, whether or not you can scratch – scratch that one goal across um whether it's across or soccer um it seems to you're right those seem to be very similar in a way ben kate stepping into the fast lane from newsadvance.com ben a pleasure to be speaking with you last one for you and we appreciate your time today of course as always but when you look further and further ahead and we kind of get to this point where teams have gotten to regionals and the state playoff berth action is heated up um, give us the matchup or two that you're most excited to see. Maybe a, a maybe it's an obvious win. Maybe it's a an obvious good game that you envision based upon what you know locally and about the team or the region they're getting ready to go into. You know, I, Amherst baseball once once again, um, as I said, they're they've already um, gotten in the states, but their um, region title game, um, those region title games for for fans um, will know that those region title games. Uh, dictate whether or not you go on the road if you lose or you get to play at home first round of states if you win. Um, so that game against Louisa coming up um, with Amherst baseball um, is one that I'm really watching. I think it'll be a really good matchup. Um, and, you know, you really want to be at home this time of year um, if you can for a first round of states at least. Um, get that first one under your belt and um, and go to the semis and and, you know, Maybe maybe you are at home again, or maybe you have to go on the road, but you don't want to be on the road for the whole thing. It makes it much more difficult to win. No, I mean, it really does in terms of obviously hitting last. The road to, or the home team gets to hit last and an opportunity for that uh, you know sudden victory, if you will, which is much more advantageous in baseball and softball in particular. Ben, thank you. It's advantageous to get your insight and analysis. Thank you for sharing it today in the fast lane. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, Ed, thank you, and I look forward to being with you again soon. Indeed. Ben Cates with us here from newsadvance.com and Ben Cates 8 on Twitter. Um, but the thing he brought up, and I mean, we mentioned this as well, schools like Liberty, schools like Nelson County that are baseball, not powers, the way that others are, but you get a chance to get an epic game in there. And, of course, Ben multiple times outlined Amherst baseball, but the power of having that one arm that can largely carry you in baseball, not to the same extent of softball, where we've seen it before with Rustburg and Appomattox and Jefferson Forest, where you get that one stud player in the circle in softball and the ability to just keep doing that again and again and again and riding that player again and again. Um, the wear and tear is not as great in that spot. Not saying it's not challenging and hard, but it's not as great as the arm motion in baseball. So it's easier to throw that player multiple times again over the course of a postseason run and ride that player to a championship in softball, whereas in baseball it does get a little bit more dicey and it pays to have that depth across the board. When we return in the fast lane, depth of feedback. You have shared some of it, so Trey and I will opine on that. Keep it coming. Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.